0: Let's get into it. Oh. Just kidding. Let's just play this for the whole show. We're going
1: to. Just put it on a loop. 56 minutes.
0: So our last episode, episode 191 of the Brian Oak Show, recorded here in the Smart Start MN Studios, featured Aaron Reynolds, a radical Canadian dissident uh, who is trying to infiltrate and, um, you know, subsume uh, sort of an American ideology with his effing birds books, Um, Dangerous. He recommended that song, and I don't think he and I ever had a chance to talk about just how much I love dark, icy synthesizer. I was going to go see Gary Newman in just over a month in the First Avenue main room. Got postponed, worried it was going to get canceled. Now it's happening again next March. They just picked a new date, so I just have to wait until March of next year to see gary newman and his icy synthesizers it's
1: gonna happen for you
0: i appreciate your positivity sean i'm brian oak that is sean bernard it is the brian oak show it is the smart start mn studio so before we go any further and meet today's guest we should mention smart start mn they are minnesota's original ignition interlock company they're also the brian oak show's initial sponsor before we ever recorded episode one by the way when's the last time you went back and listened to one of those first five or six episodes
1: I, uh, they're not good. That was during the uncle drinksy times.
0: They're not good. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not
1: good. So you, 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 you gave it a whirl.
0: Well, I I went back and listened and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. My legacy and my chops are always strong. That's true.
1: That's true. You're command.
0: No, uh, I just, you asked me if I wanted to do a podcast two years ago and I'm like, I've listened to two podcasts ever. I don't have the slightest idea how to do a podcast and we did one luckily though you stick with something and 192 episodes in pretty good i had a lot of faith in you (laughs) that's not true at all but the good people at smart start mn did they signed on before we did even episode one smart start mn is minnesota's original ignition interlock company what they do is if you've had a dui someone you know or love or at least want to throw a bone to has a dui you send them their direction because they can get you back in your car even if you're not found guilty you're going to lose your license and you have to get back inside your car you can do it sooner and for a lot less money than you otherwise Otherwise might assume by getting in touch with our friends at smart start mn also giant music heads so if you feel nervous you feel weird look man those first couple weeks after a dui you feel like a garbage person at least from what i've read in magazines especially
1: if your spouse is shaming you oof which is more than likely (laughs) going to happen smart start will not shame you. no they will not they're really good guys they're just going to let you go through the process but they'll get you hooked up with the little blowing device so that you can drive to all your, your different things. That you have to do. Yeah. Boomerang
0: practice. You know it. Exactly. Yeah. Moorish dancing. Whatever the case might be. Whatever you're into, you can't put your life on hold just because you screwed up. They'll help you get back on You go to so, uh, smartstartmn.com slash Brian show. They'll actually get 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> a's that's sean bernard i am brian oak um you know what we never do we never talk about you in the very opening segment of the show let's talk about sean because you what do you want to know well not that much honestly i just just <laughs> your promotional part i oh sure uh, so you're a realtor by trade right I am. in addition to podcaster extraordinaire that's true visionary some would say
1: podcast whisperer i think dream weaver is what
0: i like to think of you as but you also are a realtor and not only that but you just moved into a house yourself so you've got experience you know how to work with people you can work on the buy side the sell side my favorite thing that you do other than the magic that you conjure in this very room that we're in right now is that you donate a part of your proceeds whether on the buy or sell side to a local artist
1: Yes, there's a band that I had not I had not heard of the band Gore, G-O-H-R, but that's who the latest uh, donation went to.
0: Is that sort of a, a lighter sort of English folk rock band?
1: Yes, but <laughs> if they were from Little Canada.
0: Oh, I, I just a name like Gore makes me think that things are going to get loud. Or things dirty. are going to get chaotic, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I thought too, but no, really nice guy oh. uh, who fronts the whole band and uh, that Donation went to to uh, to him and to his band to Gore. Yeah, All right. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. If you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, and you want to partner up with a realtor who gives back to the local music community, that's me.
0: Speaking of the local music community, we are going to talk to a young artist today who we've never had on the show before, and that's what I like about doing this show. People will routinely ask, and here we are, what one hundred ninety two episodes in? Crazy. What the hell is your podcast about? I'm like. Early on, I would have said music, but it's about way more than music. Yes, music is a thread that runs through it, but we've talked to, you know, like I said, Canadian dissidents. We've also talked to popular local chefs and politicians. Um, but I mean, musicians are a big part of who we have on the show here. But it's really about the stories of the people that make the community that we're in here. And an important part of What we do here is, especially during the pandemic, when artists were locked down, when everything was shut down, we wanted to make sure that whether we were talking to restauranteurs or artists, that people found ways to support the people that keep the fabric of this community as whole as possible, because let's be honest, man, most of us are operating on very, very thin margins and musicians among them. We're going to talk to Mousy just ahead, but before we do, uh, we let our friend Aaron Reynolds, author of Effin Birds uh, at effinbirds. dot com.
1: This is his way to weasel in extra promotion for Effin Birds. I think
0: if he was staying in town for two weeks, I'd have him on four shows in a row. I That's had so true. many questions I, know, I, I know. did not ask on the last one. Um, but I mean, look at this picture of this beautiful merganser on this postcard, <laughs> and what does it say underneath? It says, "Well, if it isn't the dumb fuck gang." <laughs> effing birds oh i love it oh this beautiful little bird right here you should keep talking when you should definitely shut the fuck up instead and then of course a very simple fuck all this (laughs) it's just i I love his artwork so much that again he could be on four weeks in a row but he did as a parting request ask to play this particular song Mm -hmm. on this particular show so one more parting farewell to our good friend aaron reynolds as we play a little toots r.i.p my brother toots and the maytals on the brian oak show
2: Cherry's mountain shining by the river. All my friends there, pulling on those. More
0: That was a pretty good one, Canadian. All right, we'll give you that one. I can't wait till he comes back to town. We'll definitely have him back on again. I'm Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It's The Brian Oak Show, episode 192. Let's go ahead and meet today's guest, shall we? Now, her actual name, which we'll probably not mention again during the entire show, is Kelsey McMahon. However, she records and performs and exudes her art under the name Mousy. How are you, Mousy?
3: I'm
4: doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Glad to have you here. (laughs) Now, I first found out about you from a mutual friend of ours, Scotty Harold, who is the main brain and the sort of the spiritual muse behind Rock the Cause Records. Yeah. Having had an experience in nonprofit myself, I appreciate when someone's doing something out of love, out of passion, but then you also get to marry your love of music with it. That's pretty incredible. How do you know Scotty?
4: Um, So Scotty and I met a little over a year ago this past summer. I actually moved into the same apartment complex as he did. Mm -hmm. So we became neighbors first and then very good friends. And He kind of taught me everything he knew about running a non-profit record label. Like, how do you do that? Who does that?
0: Nobody. Exactly. Everyone's trying to make money. So
4: I think it's pretty profound what he's done. And I love the idea of marrying art with philanthropy in this way. Um, So, yeah, I've been, you know, really lucky to be able to work with him to do this stuff.
0: Um, I have to admit, until I read your bio, there was a part about you that I didn't know that I'm sort of enamored of. My single favorite rock album of all time, no hemming and hawing, no question about it, is David Bowie's Hunky Dory. And on that record, there is a song called Life on Mars. Mm -hmm. And Life on Mars is where you derive your stage name from, isn't it?
4: Yes. Yes, it is. That's a mind
0: bender Um, for me because I'm literally hunky dory I love David Bowie, and he has many amazing facets throughout his career. You could argue there are bigger records. You could argue there are more influential records. I would argue that he never was more diverse and open to the possibilities of the future, and some of the greatest music he ever wrote, including Life on Mars, was on that record. How did you gravitate towards that? Um,
4: Well, first, fun fact, uh, I actually... Share the same birthday as the late David Bowie. What? So, um, I I was definitely obsessed with him from a very young age, and I have a, you know, I'm a musician's daughter. Is
0: that January eighth?
4: Yeah, good.
0: I only remember because his last his last record came out on January sixth, and I listened to it, Blackstar.
3: Died, and
0: then he died two days later. And so, when I first listened to it, I'm like, that's a really good record. I listened to it two days later, and I'm like, oh. He was actually telling everyone that he's been sick for a year and he knows he's going to die. I don't know if you
4: want to get into this now, but I listened to that record and I was like, he's going to die on our birthday. He's <laughs> totally going to die on our birthday. I mean, you and can, he did. when you listen to it, you're like, he's definitely dying. See, I thought but- he was
0: telling a story when I first listened to it, but I gave it a very cursory listening. Then he died two days later on the birthday. Mm-hmm. And I went back and I'm like, oh, my God, this man. He ended his life the same way he lived his entire life as the actor, as he always called himself throughout yeah. his entire life. And I love
4: David Bowie for that reason. He's always been super into mixed media and yeah. interested in sort of expanding what an artist as a musician can be. Right, like right. he loved acting. He, I, I believe he did a lot of stage performances and tried to turn it into theater. I mean, even Lazarus was. Um, mounted uh, recently before he died as well. And he
0: was overseeing the whole thing, and he's been in a ton of movies. The Hunger was a brilliant movie, but he's been in lots of other movies, and even some of his video efforts in the latter part of his career were these incredible cinematic endeavors. So anyway, I'm sorry. I, I got totally derailed. I completely interrupted you. How did you come to Life on Mars? Yeah, and Yeah, I mean, is your it's name. so
4: easy to derail, right? There's so um, much there. There's, there's a There's so lot. much to talk about. Right. Um, but I... I was always fascinated by the aspect of Bowie in his early career. Well, I mean, he really did it throughout his entire career um, where he would take on alter egos and personas in order to sort of make it the kind of like place he started with his albums. I loved that as a concept. Um, So I, I guess like, Maybe when you hear my stuff, it might be hard to hear the musical influence, Mm -hmm. but I I think as an artist, as a mixed media artist, he really inspired me to want to take on an alter ego. And so in The Life on Mars, there's this little, it's all about this little girl and violence seen through this little girl's eyes. Mm -hmm. So I liked the idea of the girl with the mousy hair mentioned in that song Becoming more or less my persona of this grown up version of her, you know, sort of speaking about what she's experienced and what she's seen.
0: You talk about him take me on these personas and the other things he would do there's another song on that record called changes where he says so i turned myself to face me but i never caught a glimpse how the others must see the faker i'm much too fast to take that test i mean he literally called himself the actor and in any interview where he finally had the the guts to kind of let his guard down he's like You're never going to know who David Bowie is. This is I am early on. He was a mime and an actual actor. He went out and he (laughs) did that all the time. Did you
4: ever listen to his like Elf Christmas Kid album? (laughs) It's pretty weird. Um, if you want to listen to some really weird stuff, go find that where, one
0: where he does like the squeaky gnome voices yeah, and stuff that's like that. The one. Yes, I absolutely have. <laughs> and, and again, like so for people who are looking for Wham Bam, Thank You Ma'am, or Ziggy Stardust, very different. He did real weird, kind of arty kid stuff early on. Mm-hmm. So you talk about pulling the name Mousie out, right? Uh, based on that story, based on your persona and the music of yours, I've heard so far, I think that people might get the wrong impression because Mousie seems quiet mousy mm-hmm. seems retiring mousy very Seems, yeah but it's not like that at all no
4: it's more about being the mouse that roars you oh. know it's it's about someone you know mousy is also an adjective that I've gotten throughout my life right. um, very begrudgingly you know I haven't always enjoyed getting that adjective right um, so it's kind of my way of, of saying like oh okay you think I'm mousy well listen to me sing
0: Okay, well, speaking of, let's go back to the beginning then. For people who do not know who you are as Mousy, where are you from?
4: I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota.
0: So, born and raised. Yeah. You're a city girl. Yeah. Good for you. Um, When, as you're growing up, I mean, when and where does music start to occupy a central role right like we all grew up listening to the radio maybe i like i took the viola when i was in 4th grade right but that didn't stick i was yeah. terrible at it at what point does music become a driving or or central force into Man, your personality Honestly
4: so it depends on what kind of answer you want because in some, want in some ways always <laughs> um but in in very practical ways recently because i've only embarked on this recently kind of since I met Scotty and became involved with Rock the Cause. Uh-huh. But I'm a musician's daughter. Um, my father, Mike McMahon, he founded the Lights Out Committee, which was a what? very big, yeah. Really? Yeah, soul cover band. Yeah, in yeah, HB yeah. BBA. I'm familiar. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah
0: no, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so I'm I mean, Mike's but daughter. <laughs> so, so, but, but like, so growing up then, that means you were around music all the time. All
4: the time. I in mean, fact, it, like, I remember. Like were people coming
0: over and smoking reefer in the basement and yeah, playing horns? I remember.
4: <laughs> I remember seeing the caboose thinking it was like this palace and having yeah. fun running around in yeah. this dark. You know, you see it now and you're like, you're oh, my God, At this point.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a dive. Yeah, for sure. Um, although they did expand it and it does look nicer than it used to look. Yeah. But I mean, when you're fun young place
4: to go still, though. Right. I mean, oh,
0: I've been I was there recently to see the rapper Riff Raff, And yes, you're welcome, everybody. That's a true story. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, so you grow up and there are horn players and there are musicians around you all the time
4: yeah performing and and teaching me play, like playing the best soul music you know yeah. and and I get to hear it live performed excellently by all of those amazing performers i learned so much from an early age and it made me obsessed with soul music, too. Um, but yeah, I get my taste from my father. Um, he has very worldly tastes, and we listen to all sorts of stuff.
0: So there, there's a difference, though, I've found, you know, no matter what somebody does, whether it's singing or playing, whether it is being a baker, whether it is being an author, whether it is being a politician, there's a difference between having a love for something and being any good at it. At oh, some yeah, point, well, I sure. mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but So at some point, you must have realized that you had some skill at what you wanted to do what was that moment like was it a was it was a snap of the fingers oh, a light bulb on aha moment um, or was it, it slow was a,
4: it was a mousy moment for sure yeah uh yeah i was um i think i was required to sing in a choir class like all of us had to do it in school when i i must have been like five or six and i remember just The moment where I decided, like, I'm going to sing this the way I do in my bedroom, you know, like I'm going to sing this the way that I want to sing it. And then all of my classmates, like I was in the back of the room and they all slowly just started turning back and staring (laughs) at me. And then I quieted it down again because I didn't want the attention. Right. Like, it scared me. Well, that's what happens, right? The yeah. first time that
0: people take notice, but clearly you've gotten over that fear, yeah? Yeah. So can we hear some of your music? And then I want to talk more about this particular song on the far side of it, but can we hear it first and then talk more about I it? I would
4: love that.
0: All right, very good. Tell me about this song before we dive into it.
4: All right, well, it's called Black Hole. Um, it's about a tempestuous but seductive relationship where um, someone is kind of accepting the chaos
1: yeah
5: yeah you're the center of my universe but i can't see- can't see you.
1: I was not expecting that. I
0: was not either. I mean, I <laughs> oh knew it was going to be good, but I I guess Woo. I didn't know that was what <laughs> Mousy did. And that's what Mousy does. Who do you most often get compared to? And, and I, I, I don't mean to... Reduce what you're doing. No, I just, it, I, I just know that, that I mean, time. people can't help but try to find touchstones, right? They, right. It's they useful. need to quantify. They need to they codify it. They need, they need some sort of reference point. Get
4: it depends on who I'm speaking to and what their age group is because a lot of people jump to Adele. I'd say that's mm-hmm. the one I get the most yeah. probably, but. um I worked with Kevin Bowe to mix this, yeah. uh, who's an amazing, he's amazing at what he does. He And really he, is. he compared me to Dusty Springfield, you know? Ooh. so that I thought that was a good one. Love it. Yeah.
0: I gotta be honest, though, like, and I'm a Dusty Springfield fan, and I would never say anything against Dusty Springfield. But you're about to. Nope. <laughs> what I am gonna say is that you hit a couple notes in there that Dusty couldn't have hit on her best day. Okay. Sorry. I I hate to break it to you, and I'm not talking trash about Dusty. That was really impressive. Now, you work with Kevin Bowe, but you also work with some other people. Yeah. I was doing a little digging, and I mean, the Washington, D.C. EDM Duo Thievery Corporation are probably in my one of my twenty favorite bands of the last twenty five years.
4: Awesome!
0: You worked with Rob Garza on that record. I
4: didn't work with Rob Garza. I worked with um this wonderful drummer named Jess Anderson. Okay. She's an amazing talent. So she works with Enemy Planes, who works with Rob Garza. Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would highly recommend her if you need a. Uh, Amazing drummer. <laughs> the, the, the atmosphere
0: on the whole thing is fantastic. It is, again, like you said, Sean, I was surprised. It was not what I was expecting. I need to knock one more sponsor out of the way, and then I have another very important question for you. Do it. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate Look at that. Mousy taking charge of the rains here. I dig Do it. it. Um, Forgotten Star Brewing. They are the latest people to sign on board the Brian Oak Show podcast. They're in Fridley. They have a gorgeous facility, they have a beautiful outdoor area for all kinds of bands while the weather, weather remains almost unseasonably beautiful as it is right now. Uh, They're dog-friendly inside and out, and they make beers that don't have a bunch of weird stuff in them.
1: Yeah, and the railroad tracks just run right by there, and you Mm -hmm. can see downtown Minneapolis uh, out the uh, south side. Of the facility over there. It's just gorgeous.
0: And our policy that we decided a long time ago is we want sponsors for the show. Obviously, we're trying to run a business here, right? (laughs) But we refuse to work with assholes. And luckily, so far, with all of our sponsors, we've been able to maintain our asshole free policy. Isn't that
1: true? That is true. They're
0: okay, great well, guys. what are you laughing at, guy?
1: Just because you know some people may think you or I are kind of assholes.
0: I didn't say that the hosts were going to be asshole free. I just said that oh, our sponsors. Just the sponsors. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha, no. No. I we're, gotcha. not, we're not. taking jerk money. Is what I said. No all right? jerk money. We only work with good people. They have great customer service. They have really quality beer, and they're a very very cool place. Forgottenstarbrewing.com, dot com. If you'd like to know more. Now, Mousy, I hope I didn't bury the lead. But I mean, you grow up, you start singing in choir, you are obviously music is going to be something that's going to be an important part of your life and then you go to juilliard which i feel like i kind of buried Mm -hmm. the lead but juilliard isn't something that one just decides one is going to do one doesn't say i think i'll go to juilliard yeah that sounds fun i mean you got to get in what is getting into juilliard like um well Well, first of all i'm sorry before I, i don't mean to interrupt you um I think maybe we need to set the table a little better on that, because I don't really know that I know for sure, but I mean, Juilliard has the reputation of being one of the most celebrated musical education yeah. centers in all of America. And I hate to right? interrupt
4: you, but I, I should probably specify that I studied drama at Juilliard, actually. Shh.
0: <laughs> That's fine. We can talk more about that, because I know you've also engaged in some acting and drama. Okay, fine. So whether we're going in for singing, whether we're going in for timpani, whether we're Mm -hmm. going in for acting, you don't just walk into Juilliard. I mean, you had to get into Juilliard. What is that vetting process like?
4: It's really intense, and I don't really know how much the program has changed since I've gone there, but they had... Four rounds of auditions you needed to hmm. get past in order would, to get in. And would in. more
0: people get chopped off every yeah, time? Yeah,
4: and the biggest chop comes like, like the day you audition. I auditioned at the school, and so uh, uh, I don't really remember. It must have been like between four and five hundred people auditioned that day, Damn. and I think there were like twelve of us that got called mm. back. So the first, after the
0: first round, yeah. So wow. first
4: two happened that day, and then they. Call you back again. I actually maybe it was three rounds. It was three. Okay. Um, they call you back for like a final weekend. That's like two days where you basically pretend you're a student there, and the (laughs) teachers just watch you. Um yeah, so that was that. The first two were a lot scarier than the third, actually surprisingly so. Well,
0: I mean, if you've already made the cut from 400 down to 12, you yeah. at least you got a good chance.
4: Well, I knew that I I knew that I would like going there because there was a lot of like fascinating things to learn. So once I got to the sort of like pretend you're a student here, I could just pretend I was a student, right. you know, and enjoy it for what it was.
0: So, I mean, so if you go to a Juilliard, it's not like going to a community college, right? I mean, like, so you're not going to psych 101 classes. All of your curriculum is based around the path you've chosen, yep, right? pretty much. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it changed and it's constantly. I mean,
0: this is the best in the world. I mean, Juilliard still remains one of the greatest places in the world to learn, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah.
4: Yeah, um, and I met a lot of amazing people. I actually worked with a lot of them to shoot a music video for this song um, recently. So, yeah, I got a really great community out of it. Um, It's insane. I feel like the best way to sort of describe the experience of going there Mm -hmm. was that, like, there was this big, giant, like, schedule board in the center of, like, the hallway on the drama floor. And... It was like you—you you had to like go. It was a map. Like you had to go there and be like, "Where am I going next?" Every day, and without it, like I would have—I would have been lost. You know, it was. Um, some of the classes were were like pretty set in stone, but a lot of things they just kind of threw in there, and you'd be like, "What's tomorrow? I don't even know."
0: So I mean, essentially, we're talking about theatrical hogwarts like the staircases keep moving and you have no idea and you have to know passwords and
4: and you're constantly sweating and nervous about everything how
0: did you do in potions class
4: um. Actually, potions was my favorite class. Okay, Defense uh, Against the Dark Arts. Snape was just pretty cool. <laughs> you know what? Here's the I thing. Doug Snape.
0: Snape, a very misunderstood <laughs> character. Let's be clear. Exactly. We're talking to Mousy here. You just got to on- get to know him better. Exactly. Look, man. Not everyone wears their motivations, their emotions on their sleeve. <laughs> Our newest celebrity. Mousy. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that song, Black Hole. Is that out now? Can I have that? May, yeah. I, may I acquire it? Where would I go to acquire um, it?
4: It's on all streaming, all major streaming services. So if you just hop on Spotify or Apple or iTunes, it'll be there.
0: What about this video that I've heard about?
4: So that is yet to uh, be released. It should be released within the next week, very soon. So okay. we're really excited to get the results and start rolling that out.
0: Where is Mousy Ground Zero? Like if people want to find you, you must have a central... Good
4: question. Well, thank you. That's what <laughs> um, I do. Yeah, so I've got a Mousy Music page on Facebook, which is a really good place for announcements. Mm-hmm. I also have a really great Instagram handle, uh, also Mousy underscore music. Um, yeah, I'd say those are really great places to start um but you could always um check out rock the causes website or rock the causes instagram as well i believe it's called i rock the cause
0: is that right i rock the cause it is very good now i read a little something because you know of course part of my job is looking at bios and doing a little bit of digging and things like that that song black hole is it actually the first one that you ever wrote recorded and arranged yep Come on. Nobody yeah. nobody hits nobody hits a grand slam oh. with their very first song. I mean, <laughs> I I understand you've gone to Juilliard, I understand that you've been properly vetted and you worked with the right people, but I mean like you hadn't written any you hadn't written any crap songs that you just sort of shoved under the bed prior to that?
4: I mean, I think I think honestly, probably that did happen just all throughout my life. Yeah. And, and no one will ever see those crap songs yeah. because I learned that throughout time. Yeah. Um, my father had written songs and just being a musician's daughter in general and being surrounded by a lot of great music. Like not crappy, like you know
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I work in radio. I, I don't want to insult. <laughs> no, anyone. no, no. I work in radio. I hear <laughs> I, lots of it all the day, know? all the time. All the goddamn time.
4: Um but I, I was surrounded by a lot of really great music. And I think that intuitively, like, I always wanted to write and do something with my voice, like have a place where I could put my voice. Right. And I never really knew where my li- my writing lived. So I would try to, like, write a play or a poem, and it just wasn't right. It, did, it didn't fit the format. And then when I was like, maybe I should just make these into songs... It fit right away. It just fit like bread and butter, you know?
0: Well, let's go ahead and hear the next song you picked. And again, when I tell people to come in, everybody has to bring in three songs. I don't care where. I don't care who. I don't care why. As long as it means something to you, tell me. And we've already talked a little bit about this before we got rolling. I love Donna Summer. Why, do, yeah. you, why do you love Donna Summer?
5: Because she's the
4: queen of disco, baby. Got that right. She's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I I love the synths on all of her, especially this this era of her stuff, mm-hmm. and I I love how it makes me dance. I think she's one of the best singers of all time, and she's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: Again, in my hover car, on the elevated freeway, neon lights everywhere I look, driving at two in the morning, Giorgio Moroder, and then the incomparable Donna Summer, those two crafted something together that I think that they, both of them, what do they call that, Um, when the whole is greater than the sum of its parts? It, synergy. Synergy. That's what they call it. I didn't know you were going to bring out the corporate. I, no, if, I'm know, not. Cliches. There are other applications of synergy. Okay. Right. Anyway. Um, excellent poll, by the way. And- you Thank and I me. talked before. Like, I love disco. And having been a kid when it was happening, of course, I couldn't find myself in a satin shirt at any of those fancy nightclubs with the light up floors. Or only
1: at Skateland. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> I, well, I, I
0: loved it. But then, like, later on, I was old enough to go to a lot of raves where you got a lot of the same kind of four on the floor production out of Detroit, mm-hmm. out of Chicago, a lot of your and stuff so i love that kind of music right there before we continue our conversation with mousy we do have to thank sean bernard sean
1: thank you brian why do you got to be so sarcastic during my commercial
0: i wasn't i was this actually being commercial i
1: was being really sincere oh okay i'm sorry i took it the wrong way
0: thank you for <laughs> serving the people of the south metro with the work you do.
1: I serve people all over the state of Minnesota. Really? It's just really? 90% South Metro.
0: War Road? You, you sold any houses up in War I Warroad? love Warroad. Are you I, kidding me? Of course we Marvin love War Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> my point is that you are a realtor for Edina Realty. Tell me about that.
1: I like it. I do a ton of research to help people buy and sell homes and not feel like idiots after they do so. Because mm-hmm. that's the biggest worry, right? That you're, you're going to sell your house and your neighbor's going to go, you sold it for how little? right you fool right or when you buy a house that you paid way too much for it so we do lots of research and that way you feel a lot better about the process and then when it's all over i donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician like mousy
0: well, which is great i mean that's that's the coolest yeah. thing that you do but I, these days because i work in radio i hear a lot of commercials of all these guaranteed offers like you don't have to do any house showings you don't have to stage your home all the-. you're getting robbed aren't you if you, well, if you take one of those offers, you're largely getting robbed.
1: I don't want st- to you know, say anything disparaging against the bleach-tooth fake I'm not talking about and, you know, one realtors. guy.
0: But I mean, he's not the only one offering these things like, hey, look, if you don't want to
1: stage or show your house... You're you- not going to get the same amount of money for it. It's like kind of like saying, hey, I'll sell your car for you, but don't detail it ahead of time. Yeah, I no. Don't change the oil for several months it's and, good that it smells like cigarettes and i inside. know it's making that weird rattling sound that's but fine i'm gonna you know, it sell it for start. Top, <laughs> top dollar for you right Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, okay,
0: that's what I thought. So
1: how do people get a hold of you again? 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy.
0: We also want to thank our good friends at Palmer's Bar. Palmer'sBar.net is their website. They are located on the West Bank, and they do a really good job over there. And summer is not over yet, which means patio season is not over yet. Autumn is still unfolding in front of us as we speak. And if you want to get out and see live music, but you're like, I don't know, people and masks and vaccines, you can be outside and you can enjoy what they have going on over there, and they've got a lot going on over there. So get the full rundown of everyone who's going to be performing there, everything coming up at Palmer's Bar. PalmersBar.net is where you go to get that information. So, Mousy, you go to Juilliard for acting. And what did you fancy yourself as an actor? Were you... A leading lady were you
4: no i was like the cool side chick in a comedy right on that was my thing
0: oh so sort of like the saucy friend
4: yeah the saucy friend yeah let's i like call that. It that
0: okay well, wow um, what did you want to call it um, i feel like there was something else in there
4: i don't know um I, i'd say like in general uh my class was kind of, every class had its own kind of flavor, Mm -hmm. and my class was the clown class. So everyone loved us, because we were just having fun the whole time. Um, So you don't
0: mean like actual clowns, like Clown College?
4: No, although we did have a class like that. Did
0: you? Also, yeah. Really? It was uh, pretty
3: horrifying.
0: (laughs) 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 But you were the fun class. That's cool. I mean, how cool. So did you before you start diving into music as you've done most recently and obviously have big plans for the future, did you end up putting the skills you learned in Juilliard? Have you been in projects? Have yeah. you been in films? What and, have you been up in to? And in
4: fact, one is coming up. It's just right around the corner. So the Twin Cities Film Festival is uh, mm-hmm. premiering this movie called Sold Out mm-hmm. that I, uh, I shot it like two years ago. And here it is. Uh, wo- world premiering. Um, so that's going to be uh premiering there and then it's also going to be featured in an australian film festival called afin a-f-i-n um and yeah i was nominated for an award
0: i'm looking look at you just like trying to downplay it you were nominated for best actress in the entire australian film festival yeah that's not a small deal it's
4: me versus evangeline lily
0: holy crap look yeah that.
4: i'm gonna take that bragging right to it, the it, grave you hey. know what i mean like that smile on your face
0: right there again you would be insufferable if you led with that every time but you should go ahead and own that that's cool thank you so wait so you're a talented and award-nominated actress you're obviously a powerful singer with a bright future there as well is there anything you're not good at
4: um yeah I'm really bad at tying my shoes um come on I don't know I'm probably bad at a lot of things what about karate probably. how are you at karate I'm pretty <laughs> terrible at karate yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't try to get me to save your life if, you know I'm not that person if you need someone to beat it's okay up, no you I'm, know
0: I'm ready to go Mousy. maybe no, I'm I, not I, gonna I'd get anyone to save playing my the life
4: flute in the background yeah no <laughs>
0: you'll, you'll cry you'll shed a tear as I'm leaving so let's talk about this before we wrap things up here shortly you have this incredible new song. You've got a video for this new song coming out in the next week or two, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, I imagine now you've come out with this brilliant opening statement. There's got to be more in the can. There's got to be more that you're working on, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, it's kind of like we're taking one thing at a time, and this is a really exciting time as a musician for me because I kind of get to figure out what my sound is. Right. You know, uh, and it's really cool to kind of discover that with uh you know, collaborating with all of the people that I am collaborating with.
0: Well, hearing that song, and again, I don't want to interrupt you, but hearing that song, I feel like, you know, not a lot of people come out of the gate with such a, a holy form mm. sound like you have right there. But what I love, too, is because it's just the first one, you don't have to be that person indefinitely. You get to write the script.
4: Right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, um, what,
0: what kind of things do you want to try? I mean, what, what do you think let's go ahead and jump forward a little bit not that i'm trying to rush the end of this particular year what does mousy 2022 sound like
4: 2022 well i want to have an album out by then Mm -hmm. um and i want to be able to i mean who knows what world we're going to be living in by then but i like the idea of touring and and sharing my music with other people getting to know people collaborating i love collaborating with talented artists That's my favorite. That's why I love doing all sorts of different things. I love meeting people, talented people, and working with them. It's, yeah, it's my favorite thing.
0: And so when we talk about touring, you're going to have to have a full blown set. I mean, that song. Exactly. And also, that song is not going to be ultra easy to reproduce live right For sure. i mean the production elements and I, I got nothing against that at all you know i love a well told story i love a well produced piece but then translating that into something on stage that you can get yeah. away with night after night is a very different animal well
4: that's the beauty of live performance isn't it is is that you kind of end up creating something unique and specific to that performance and it can change performance by performance too. So it's all about who I end up taking on with me when I get to that point and what we come out with, you know, that works.
0: This is exciting to me because I feel like, you know, already you've worked with some pretty incredible people, but I feel like the more your sound gets out there, the more your voice gets out there, the, the more people that it reaches, it's only going to increase the number of people that you'll have the opportunity to work with and do yeah. more experimenting and learn more about them, yourself, collaborative efforts. It's a pretty exciting time to be mousy, isn't it?
4: It is a very exciting time. I'm just thankful to have the opportunity to create like this, especially in a time like this. It's amazing. How exciting. Um, I just want to do... I do want to take one second, since I shouted out the other two people I worked with, Mm -hmm. just to say that this really, really talented um, DJ artist, Mickey Breeze, did beat work for the song as well, and it would not be the same thing without him. He is amazing. I know he does a lot of DJ sets. Um at Ice House for their night church. So, yeah, check him out, too.
0: And by the way, before we're gone here, if there's anything else you want to... Th- I mean, this is a podcast. There's literally nothing you can't say unless you decide you're startlingly going to start introducing hate speech that we, oh, we do frown on okay that was, that's exactly sorry my yeah plan. no we, 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 we frown on hate speech but i mean if there's anybody else you need to shout out or anything else why don't we go ahead and give one good plug for rock the cause records
4: hell yeah uh check out rock the cause records it's an amazing non-profit it's all about uplifting new artists and development and raising money for charities it's nothing but good
0: and is that rock the i rock the cause dot org Okay, very good. I, I just I reached into the dark and I happened to get it right. Thank you very much, Scotty. Irockthecause dot org, and you are available on social media. Mousie being spelled M O U S I E, correct?
4: Correct. So Mousie, uh, my Instagram handle is Mousie M O U S I E underscore uh, music, and uh, my uh, my Facebook page is Mousie Music as well. So
0: I want to thank our Patreon supporters, all of our sponsors. I want to thank AudioQuip who have provided us with this entire room full of excellent audio equipment so that we sound like an actual professional podcast and not somebody in their basement. Although we do have kind of a cool tree fort vibe going on in here right now, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Mousy, I have one last question. Do you promise that even when you become... An international household name. Will you come back and do this again?
4: Hell yeah. This was a lot of fun. My first radio interview. Too. Look at that. Well, yeah. I mean,
0: technically not the radio, but it is going out over the internet and will be heard by literally tens of people. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few more than that. It, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming yeah, in. And thank good you for luck having with me. everything. I'm excited to hear what else you do. Blew me away. We're gonna leave with one last song here because again, everybody who comes in, you gotta pick three and you gotta tell me why we're rounding out the show with this band and okay. this song
4: i mean it's simply a good song redbone is amazing yeah i mean i don't have much to say about it i just felt like listening to it
0: (laughs) that's that is actually one of the best reasons i've ever heard because i do it all the time thank you (laughs) Mousy.
4: yeah